Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for another podcast. I am just so thrilled to be able to have a few moments with you. It excites me whenever leaders will take time to pause and learn. And the fact that you're listening to this podcast, that means that you have an aggressive heart to learn and to improve your leadership skills. Hey, before I jump in to the lesson today, I want to remind you of some upcoming roundtables. Roundtables are events where we get to interact together. And as much as the podcast give you information, please understand anything that I have truly experienced in leadership was something that I not only heard, but I felt. And the reason that's important is leadership just isn't taught, it is caught. That means you have to pay the price to put yourself in rooms where people make you think, where you feel leadership and you feel that cutting edge. And so I want to encourage you, roundtables are a must for you if you want to develop the full scope of your leadership capacity. I have three coming up, January 23rd in Plano, Texas. It is a great, great group of leaders that will come together. January 31st in the Seattle area, another fabulous location. So the 23rd Plano 31st in Seattle, and then February 20th, I am going to get to do a roundtable with a dear friend of mine in the Nashville area in Clarksville, Tennessee. I want to encourage you, if you're in the Tennessee area, you need to go to my website. You need to sign up. So all of these, GeraldBrooksMinistries.com, you can go to and sign up. Thank you again for not only listening to leadership, but putting yourself in rooms where leadership can be caught and just not taught. That being said, I want to encourage you right now, if you will, to take the deep dive with me and be able to understand a new concept of leadership. Uh, In fact, it shouldn't be a new concept of leadership. It is something that leaders should just be involved in and should have going and it should be a part. And so I want to talk to you about why leaders must help other leaders, why leaders must help other leaders, why leaders must help other leaders. Um, I've never led in the secular world, so I'm a little bit blind to that, but I have led in what is called the church world, and it amazes me how competitive leaders are, that they're competing with each other, who has the best this, who has the best that, who has more of this, who has more of that, and because of that competitiveness, what happens is we do not help each other. But I believe that if you really take the Bible seriously, one of the things that will happen is this. You will find a model of leadership where we hold each other up, that we are our brother's keeper, that we go out of our way to help and to assist other leaders. So I just want to ask, who are you helping? Who are the leaders that you're helping? You may be the person like me who's led for 40 years but who are you helping? You may be the person who's taking their first steps, 
but who are you helping? Now, when it comes to leadership and helping leaders, I believe there are three ways that every leader needs to help other leaders. First of all, who are you proud of? Who are the leaders you're proud of that you tell them you're proud of them? Now, immediately in my circles, that causes someone to back away and say, pride, we can't have pride, but we get it wrong. What the Bible says is I can't have pride in me. It doesn't say I can't be proud of you. Now, I can't be proud of me, but I can be proud of you. And I believe very much that because we're not proud of each other, people feel a need to be proud of themselves. That we've opened the door for pride by not being proud of others. So what leaders are you proud of? Let me give you a few. I have so many leaders that I am just proud of. I'm proud of of Josh Howerton. He is an amazing leader. I'm proud of Michael Burnett. He is an outstanding leader. Jared Stevens, what a great thinker. Jesse Prince, he's a rock star. Mel Massingell, he is a leader I am so proud of. Cody Brooks, what an amazing leader. Montel Jordan, Adam Mesa and Jason Swan. These are just a handful of hundreds of young leaders that I am immensely proud of. I go out of my way to tell them that I'm proud of them. Why? Because I want them to know they're doing a good job. I want them to know that they are excelling. And if I could have time, I could take a whole list of people who I'm just so proud of. So my job is not to be proud of me, but to be proud of others. Every leader helps other leaders when they are proud of them. Secondly, what leaders do you promote? What leaders do you promote? No, I'm not talking about within your organization. I'm talking about beyond your organization? Who are the leaders that you promote? Who are the leaders that you are promoting? So let me ask you a simple question. If you come from the spiritual background, why would God promote you if you're not promoting someone else? Why would God promote you if you're not promoting someone else? If all you do is promote your books, if all you do is promote your podcast, if all you do is promote your ministry, if all you do is promote you, why would God promote you? Because we know you only get what you plant. See, if you don't plant seeds of promoting others, then there is no harvest of you ever being promoted. I know that's a little twist for some of you, but do you know what? I love telling my friends about great leaders, leaders who are better than me in things, leaders who think better than me, do better than me. Why? I want to promote other leaders. So I believe every leader is to help other leaders, first of all, by being proud of other leaders and letting them know, I am proud of you. If we're proud of them, they don't have to be proud of themselves by promoting. If you're not promoting other people's materials, other people's resources, other people's um, data, if you're not proud and promoting, I'm just telling you, you have cut off one of the avenues of leadership growth. So who are you promoting? Who do you say, you got to listen to this. You've got to 
to listen to this. You have to read this. And if you don't have that in you, I'm telling you, if it's all about self-promotion, you'll never experience God promotion. Do you get it? If it's all about self-promotion, and we got it right now, hey, self-promotion's the end thing, but God promotion is the right thing. So it's not just who are you proud of, who are you promoting, but it's also being in a place of who are you praying for. Three ways leaders help other leaders. They help them by being in a position where they're proud of other leaders they promote other leaders, and they pray for other leaders. Now, I get it. Maybe this prayer thing's a little bit easier for me because prayer is one of the gifts that I have. And I know everyone's supposed to pray, but prayer is one of the gifts. But I want to walk you through a story that I believe shows us why it is so important for leaders to help other leaders by praying for them. It is in Exodus 17, verses 10 through 12. It says, So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. And as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other, so it is that his hands remain steady till sunset. It's not only these words, but there's an additional verse in there where it says, Moses was told by God, write this down so that Joshua will know it. Joshua's in the valley fighting. He doesn't see what's happening elsewhere, but God wanted him to see. So let me walk you through a series of thoughts. Great giftedness without prayer equals failure. I know people who had levels of giftedness that far exceeded anything I will ever dream of having. But giftedness without prayer equals failure. And giftedness without people praying for you equals failure. That's why it's so important that leaders pray for other leaders. Because when leaders pray for other leaders, they're moving them beyond their gift and they're moving them towards God. See, great giftedness without prayer equals failure. See, it didn't matter how well Joshua was doing in the valley. If Moses wasn't on the hill praying, he was going to lose. He wasn't going to make it. He wasn't going to last. So great giftedness without prayer equals failure. And can I tell you something? We see it all the time. Remember, I did a lesson a couple of years ago, takeaways from the crash site. I can tell you right now that a lot of those people didn't employ prayer, didn't have people praying for them. And I'm telling you, that's why at around 15 years of ministry, they imploded. There were 12 young guns that just blew up. Why? Giftedness will give 
gets you through the front side of ministry, but faithfulness gets you through the back side of ministry. And a part of being faithful is that you love prayer. You pray. Others are praying for you. Great giftedness without prayer equals failure. Number two, success isn't sustainable without others. Success isn't sustainable without others. See, Joshua was succeeding, succeeding at times, but that success was going to be limited unless other people were involved. And what I know in my life is that there are a team of people that have been around me, that have been the prayer support for me, that have engaged in me. And I know that great giftedness without prayer equals failure. But I also know success isn't sustainable without others. Number three, the real battles in life occur in prayer. The real battles in life occur in prayer. What I know is that if you're a leader, the most important battles you face are not public, they're private. They're not known, they're unknown. They're not seen by everyone, they're seen by no one. And the truth of the matter is that no one will know the greatest battles of your life unless you lose them. But if you lose them, everyone will talk about them. But here's the thing. The real battles occur in prayer. That's where they are. It's during prayer that you are able to master. And it's by having teams of people who pray for you that you are able to master. Number four, everyone needs to hold up other people's hands. See, there are times when I'm in the valley and I'm in the fight and I need people behind me holding up their hands to God. And there are times when you're in the valley and you're in the fight and you need me holding up my hands. Everyone needs to hold up other people's hands. So a lot of people, here's their takeaway. How do I create a prayer team for me? And that is outstanding, except there's another question. Who are you praying for? Who are you holding up their hands? What other leaders do you pray for them where dimensionally you're engaging your heart and you're giving to them what you want others to give to you? I don't know if you've seen the under uh, belly of this message, but don't ask anyone to do for you what you're not doing for others. If you're not proud of others, people will not be proud of you. If you're not promoting others, people will not promote you. And if you're not praying for others, people will not pray for you. But here's what we also see. Number five, when people pray, everyone wins. When people pray, everyone wins. And what I can say is there are leaders that are in the midst of life battles who will not win unless we pray. They will not win unless we pray. So let me give you the five thoughts. Great giftedness without prayer equals failure. Success isn't sustainable without others. The real battles in life occur in prayer. 
everyone needs to hold up other people's hands. When people pray, everyone wins. See, when Moses was holding up his hands, all of Israel was winning. When the leader wins, everyone wins. Number six, we know that two of the individuals holding up Moses' hand were Aaron and Hur. What's interesting is what their names uh, come from in the Hebrew. Aaron means strength and Hur means liberty. And what it's symbolizing is when we hold up other people's hands, our prayers bring strength to people and they bring liberty. See, when we pray, people receive strength. When we pray, people are set free. When we pray for leaders, they receive strength and they're set free. And when they have strength and they're set free, the people they're leading have strength and they set free. When you pray for a leader, you multiply. You multiply. It is the principle of multiplication. That's what's going on. And number seven, our natural efforts must be empowered and backed by spiritual disciplines. See, whatever our natural efforts are, they have to be backed by spiritual disciplines. Just by spiritual disciplines. So down in the valley, Joshua is fighting. But there's a spiritual discipline of Moses praying. You have to have both. It's when the natural and the spiritual come together that you have the supernatural. So when we look at this story, we begin to unpack these principles. Great giftedness without prayer equals failure. Success isn't sustainable without others. Number three, the real battles in life occur in prayer. Number four, everyone needs to hold up other people's hands. Number five, when people pray, everyone wins. Number six, Aaron's name meant strength. Her's name meant liberty. Our prayers bring strength and liberty to people. And our natural efforts must be empowered and backed by spiritual disciplines. But number eight, leaders must never forget those who are behind the scenes. Because without them, you do not win. Remember, God told Moses, write this down. Joshua needs to know. See, I'm sure what was going to come back was Joshua was going to say, man, we were in this pitch battle and this pitch battle. We were winning it. And then we were losing it. And then we were winning it. And then we were losing it. And then we were winning it. And we were fighting so hard. And he knew everything, but he didn't know the behind the scenes. He didn't know that the behind the scenes was the reason that every time they were losing it, that they came back to win it. See, leaders get themselves in trouble when they think they're good on the stage, but they forget the people that are behind the scenes. Well, at that place, we need to pause and say amen. 
leaders get themselves in trouble when they think they're great on the stage, but they forget all the people behind the scenes. There was a reason God said to Moses, this needs to be written down. And the reason was this. It needs to be written down so that the person in the midst of the battle doesn't think they want it on their own. If you're winning as a leader, other people are helping you. And you can never forget that. So let me go back. I believe that it is our job to help other leaders. Not just to help people, but to help other leaders. And we help other leaders by being proud of them. When we're proud of other leaders, they don't have to be proud of themselves. I mentioned some some names on the front end of this. Let me give you a few more that I'm proud of. I'm proud of Landon Henry. I think he is an amazing leader. I'm proud of Mark Cole. I think he is an emerging leader. I'm, pra- I'm proud of Lennon. He is an excellent leader. I could go down the list of all the leaders I'm proud of, but I always let them know I'm proud of them because when they know I'm proud of them, they don't have to be proud of themselves. And then who are you promoting? In my life, there have been three leaders that I felt it was my job to promote them with my time, my talent, and my energy. Two of them have gone home to be with Jesus. Now there's one that I pour all my promotion into, along with all the young leaders that I will help in my journey. But who are you praying for? Leaders have to help other leaders. Because if we do not, we're ignoring the very biblical principles that we teach others. We ask every week, who are you helping? Who are you assisting? Who are you there for? We have to play that out on a leadership level. Thank you so much for joining me. Again, if you could go to my webpage, geraldbrooksministry.com, these roundtables, remember leadership just isn't taught, it's caught. You have to put yourself in rooms where you feel it and you get to see it. January 23rd, Plano. January 31st, Seattle. February 20th, Nashville, Tennessee, Clarksville, Tennessee area. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.